0: Ah, oh, man, I, um, <laughs> I was fully prepared to start this podcast off clapping into the mic after that first quarter. But then the second quarter happened and I kind of felt what was coming. And um, <laughs> I think y'all, y'all, y'all might think I like being negative, but I really don't. I really, really don't. I, um, I want to feel good about the team. But the team has to give me reasons to feel good. Were there things that I liked tonight? Yes. But there were also some things that I did not like. One of those is a pattern. And one of those is new. So the one that is a pattern is the one that's going to carry the most weight. I, um... I mean, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, If you can't tell by my attitude, the Mavs did win the game, of course. But the the fact that it was a game is is a problem. Uh, Before I get into the stats and whatnot, I am going to mix it up and tell you what I liked and didn't like. But first, let's take this quick break. If you're a person that's interested in pop culture collectibles, Mondo has you covered. Mondo works with major artists and studios to forge beautifully designed, licensed products that navigate pop culture. It started with posters, then soundtrack LPs, and has blossomed into the ever-expanding hydra of art-forward entertainment collectibles. That's games, puzzles, apparel, and toys. If you're interested in purchasing or just browsing some Mondo merchandise, hit me up on Twitter or wherever, and uh, I can get you a special link uh, to check out their website. Also, Mondo is kind of paired with Alamo Draft House. If you're not aware of Alamo Draft House, Alamo Draft House is dinner, drinks, movies, and events all under one roof. Their attention to detail in film presentation and programming has made them a second home to movie fans all over the planet and earned accolades from the likes of Entertainment Weekly, who said that they were the number one theater in America, Wired.com, who called them the coolest movie theater in the world, and Fandango.com, who called them one of the best theaters in the country. If you're interested in purchasing Alamo Draft House movie tickets or gift cards, again, hit me up. I can get you a link. Uh... And if you purchase through that link, it does me a solid. Um, Alamo Draft House, again, is one of my favorite theaters out there. They are based out of Austin and have a ton of theaters across the state in Texas. Um, Also have locations in other places. So if you're curious if they have a location near you, again, hit me up. I can get you a link and we can figure that out. And with that said, let's get back to the game. Welcome back yet again to the Bibbs Corner Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins. And uh, if you've been paying attention, you may have noticed that I did start a new podcast this week. uh, The Mavs Outsiders Podcast with my co-host, who you've seen on the podcast a couple times, actually, Mind of Reese. Uh, Basically, we're going to be getting together every at the end of every week, uh, whatever the last Mavs game is Saturday or Sunday, uh, getting together to recap the previous week. So that does not uh, have any bearing on what I'm going to be doing here. Uh, I'm just, it's just allowing me to have a Mavs centric podcast as well. So the, this podcast, I can talk whatever I want basketball and, uh, the other podcast again is specific to the Mavs, so that's that's why the distinction. And then I also wanted to have a co-host on that one, where this one is just I can pop up and record whatever I want, whenever I want. So uh, again, if you enjoy the the, the solo show, uh, that nothing's changing here. But um, the Mavs Outsider podcast is is slowly migrating to other sites. I think right now it's only on Anchor and Spotify. So if you're I think half the listeners on this podcast are from apple so once it's on apple i'll let you guys know but uh, i'm excited about it i'm excited about partnering with someone uh on a podcast i it's been a while since i've had a co-host <laughs> so uh it was time it was time um again i hope you guys enjoy what we're going to be doing over there and um if you have any questions of course feel free to hit me up uh, but, let's get back to this game uh I did add a, i'm adding a new segment to these recaps called uh what I liked and what I didn't like and so starting with what I liked uh, I liked k p working from the inside out. I know it's something that I've mentioned a lot, but it's important because it helps you control a game it helps him get into a rhythm, and it allows us to utilize one of the few advantages that we have in that we have one of the tallest players in the league. When he's taller than everybody, it makes sense to use that height as an advantage. And again, it worked uh, for us early in this game in multiple ways. First by allowing him to score, obviously, but then also it, it got him lubed up. So he was physical on the inside. He was getting offensive rebounds, and he was then blocking shots on the other end when he was in one-on-one assignments or protecting the paint. Uh, Because he wasn't just chilling on the perimeter where you can't really, you got to get, you got to bump into people a few times before you really get comfortable with that uh, in a game. So by being in the post on offense, he was ready to bang bodies on defense. So again, that's what I liked. He wasn't settling for the quick outside shots. Uh, He was putting the ball on the floor and like I said, fighting on the glass. Um, There was one possession where he got the ball early in the shot clock and Normally, he would have just chucked that three up there, but he didn't. He passed it out, um, got the ball back again for a three, didn't take that shot, passed it around again, made the defense work, ball got back to him. Eventually, he hit the three at the end of the shot clock. But again, you don't settle for that quick three. You move the ball around. He can get that three anytime. Nobody can contest his shot in the league besides maybe Giannis and Jonathan Isaac. So we don't have to settle for that with 20 seconds on the shot clock. We can get that anytime, move the ball around, make the defense work. When you make the defense work, you tire the other team out. I mean, these, there's like long things that this affects. By being able to to post him up and other things, you you put more pressure on the defense. And these are the points that I've been trying to make for the past few weeks. Uh, so it was good to see us do that. I hate this This dude. I, I don't know if y'all can hear it, but there's this guy that has the loudest motor ever and he rides past my 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 window every night at an ungodly hour it is twelve forty a.m and he's a down the damn block i had my window open too that probably didn't help again i don't know if y'all heard that i might just sound like a crazy person but yeah that just pissed me off i don't even remember what i was talking about oh yeah kp all right so that was one thing i like the other thing i like was josh richardson Um, again, took his man off the bounce a bit more tonight and obviously keeping the defensive effort up, but, uh, late in the game in a situation where Luka would usually dribble, 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 dribble. dribble, Uh, he kicked it over to Josh Richardson and Josh Richardson confidently took his man off the bounce, got to a mid range pull up and hit it for the dagger. So that was beautiful. I love seeing that. What did I not like? (laughs) Oh, boy! Once it looked like we were on our way to a blowout, both Rick and Luca relaxed. And this is something that they do consistently, I've noticed. Uh, it's going to be my, my parting thought of the night, actually. We'll get into that later, but Rick subbed in at Wundu with the second unit for no damn reason, uh, which was the first sign that he was, wasn't taking his game seriously. And then Luca did what Luca does in these situations as well. So again, Rick going deep into his bench for absolutely no reason. Um again, first sign that he wasn't taking his game as seriously as he needed to. And then Lucas started playing around. He stopped being aggressive. He started laughing and joking and having fun, like this was a scrimmage and throwing up lazy shots and things of that nature. Uh, and the Wolves took advantage of that. They fed off of it. They they kept fighting, scratching, clawing, until finally Beasley decided to become prime Mike and take over the game <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Uh, just a ridiculous explosion. Cut a 25-point lead down to three. And they really had a chance. They really had a chance to tie it, fourth overtime, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was an experience. So (laughs) any amount of scouting would tell Rick not to play around with his team. Any amount of scouting. They've come back like this in multiple games very recently. They've had five straight games decided by five points or less coming into this one which makes this one their sixth game decided by five or less. Uh, I really do hope Cat is back soon for them because they're, they're playing really hard with limited talent on the roster right now, and D'Angelo Russell's even been in and out. Um, I just don't get why we would play games with this team like we're some established powerhouse that just is going to run through people all the time. You put the team away. You go hard through the th- the, at least the third quarter. You don't start going ten eleven deep in your bench as soon as you go up twenty. No, you keep the bench tight like I, I was enjoying the the past week when we were keeping the bench short, and uh Rick was only playing you know the guys that we could really depend on we I think there were a couple games we only played eight guys last week, and suddenly we're we're going away from that for no reason um the Timberwolves, I don't care who you think they are. you just I saw people questioning some of the names on the team They didn't recognize the players. I know half of y'all don't watch basketball, but for those of us that do like everybody on the team is there for a reason, and even the guys that you don't know, they've had to play real minutes lately, so they're comfortable now. They've been playing for weeks together because of Covid and other things that have kept their team unhealthy, so these guys are comfortable They they've been playing twenty minutes a game lately, so they're ready to ball. They might not have the, the the talent that our guys should have, but they're comfortable, ready and aggressive, and they know what they have to do to give their team a chance so for for Rick to play games with them annoyed me and then Luca relaxing thinking we had it in the bag is the second level of that um but these men get paid, paid millions, and they need every win, so they weren't just going to roll over. Um, our team had a perfect opportunity to show that they could put a team away, and they they blew it. They didn't do it. So I, I couldn't even feel good when we were up because I just knew that it was going to happen. I was fully prepared for them to prove me wrong, but they proved me right. So it is what it is. So with that, let's get into these stats. Uh, Luca played the most minutes at 37 I think he had a pretty he had a pretty big fourth quarter scoring wise finished with 26 8 and 5 9 for 22 from the field 1 for 7 from 3 7 from 9 from the line with seven turnovers Uh, again a lot of lazy shots with no motion in the offense when he was playing like it didn't matter if he scored and I hate that his stat line looks like it did because it was very, very modest going into that fourth quarter. Because, again, he didn't have to do much early because he didn't have to do much early because KP was handling it. And then once we had the lead, he just stopped playing hard. So he didn't do much of anything. He was just throwing up casual shots and thinking it was a joke uh, during the middle of the game, which, uh, again, it's, it's not a formula for success long term uh he's got to well i'm gonna i'm gonna save that i'm gonna save that second in minutes was jay rich he finished with 18 points, 5 boards, 8 assists tonight actually. 6 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, 5 for 5 for the line. A uh, very efficient night for him. He led the team in assists actually. Uh but he seems to be starting to understand who he is and what his role can be on this team. So that you like to see. Uh I like to see him take more twos than threes. I like to see him get to the line a few times. And you know, he did that. He did that. So again, I'm I'm happy with if this is who he's going to be, I'm happy with it. And uh that that's something I want to see back on this team next year. At what dollar amount, we'll we'll worry about that later. Third in minutes was Dorian Finney-Smith, finished with 7 points, 7 boards. Three assists, a steal, and a block. Three for four from the field. 0 for one from three. 1 for one from the line. He did have two of our offensive rebounds. Porzingis played 31 minutes. 27 points. 13 boards. Four assists. And six blocks, which I believe what they said during the telecast was a career high. Uh, 10 for 19 from the field. Four for seven from three. And three for three from the line. KP had four offensive rebounds. <clears throat> I already talked about what I like from him posting up and being aggressive. Even during the stretches where we were struggling, KP was working hard. He just wasn't getting the ball as much in some of those cases, or he was getting it too deep. And then, I mean, he's not the strongest guy in the upper body or lower body. So if guys got hands on him or anything like that, he wasn't going to be able to finish through contact. But that is what it is. Uh, Maxey was the fifth starter. He played 25 and a half minutes. Very quiet game from him after the big one last game. Uh, finished with five points, three boards. Uh, two for four from the field, one for two from three. Off the bench, THJ played 29 minutes. He had 24 points, an assist, a steal, and a rebound. Or an a assist, a steal, and a... Yeah, and a rebound. <laughs> I'm tripping. Uh, he was 9-for-15 from the field, 4-for-9 from 3, and 2-for-3 from the line. Shot the ball well. It felt like Rick played him at the right times tonight. Uh, he only had one possession where I thought he was doing too much, and uh, even on that one, he ended up getting to the lines. Um, and he took a couple charges tonight, so I'm going to stop dissing his, uh, his defense for a little while, uh, if that's how he's going to be playing. Brunson, second off the bench with 19 and a half minutes. Pretty quiet night for him, scoring-wise. Three points, uh, three boards, six assists. One for four from the field, 0 for two from three. I'm, I'm like, yawning all through this. I'm tired as hell. (laughs) Uh, 0 for two from three, 1 for one from the line. Uh, Dwight Powell, 17 minutes, 12.7 boards, two assists, 3-for-5 from the field, 6-for-8 from the line. He had four offensive rebounds in his 17 minutes. The the vibrate was off the charts tonight. Uh, the game uh, he had tonight was kind of indicative of the situation here where the Wolves are pretty much a small team besides Naz being a big body and Powell's hustling. And his hustling was rewarded in his stat lines, reflected properly. Uh, Again, eight free throw attempts is unheard of for Dwight. Um, Good for him. Good for him. And in his reduced role off the bench, it's beautiful. Uh, Trey Burke played eight minutes, five points, an assist, and a rebound. Two for four from the field, one for two from three. And I mentioned earlier, Wesa Windu played four and a half minutes. Uh, people said that those should have been green if if Rick was going to go that deep into his bench. I don't know why I'm yawning like this. This is crazy. But uh, and I I kind of agree. It should have been green. Like we, he's the only rookie we didn't send to the G League bubble. If he's here, play him, and there's no reason that one dude should be getting minutes over him. I don't. I really don't understand. Um. I anyway. If it in my opinion, we should just go back to the short bench. Birkin and one dude could be Human Victory Cigars again, uh, like they were when we were taking our season seriously and trying to resurrect it. Player of the game. I'm giving it to Porzingis. Uh, He did what he was supposed to do tonight, came out aggressively. He uh, got the extended first quarter minutes with Luca coming out first, and he took advantage of it. Uh, The career high in blocks, allegedly. Uh, And he played big tonight. I don't have any problems with anything that KP did on the court tonight. Uh, Tweet of the night. Comes from S J Basketball Eight, uh, who before the game tweeted that today has to be a KP game. I was thinking it myself because of the matchup and you know who they're missing, not having Cat. Um, so I agreed. That was the easy call of the night, and you know he came out and performed. So that was beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. I'll do my my ten NBA news stories since we last spoke. And then I have my parting thoughts of the night, and we'll talk about the next game. Hello, friends. With so many people cutting the cord, you may be looking for your next streaming option. And I have a couple for you. First is Vidgo. Vidgo is a live TV streaming service that includes live entertainment, lifestyle, news, and sports channels for about $40 a month. Right now doing a special for $10 a month for the first two months. The service has locals from ABC and Fox, as well as entertainment channels like Disney, Discovery, sports channels like ESPN and Fox Sports, as well as NFL Network and NFL Red Zone. If you're interested in checking out Vidgo, of course, hit me up for the link. I can definitely get that to you and you can get set up today. If you wanna browse the channels, you can do that right there on the site. Uh, Additionally, Philo is another streaming service. It's actually one that I use. Uh, They offer 60 plus top rated television channels, including MTV, BET, AMC, Discovery, Food, Network, OWN, Lifetime, TV1, uh, all for just $20 a month. Uh, Philo offers premium add-on channels including Epics and Stars. They have live TV, unlimited DVR, on demand, and content from top programmers are available on web browsers. They have functionality with Roku, Fire TV, etc., uh, all except the uh, first generation Chromecast devices. They also offer a seven day free trial for new users. So again, if you want to check them out, hit me up for the link. That's Vidgo and Philo. And Philo I use to kind of supplement uh, cause uh, my mom cut the cord as well. So she uses some of the lifetime own network, ID channel, stuff like that. And that's not on YouTube TV, which I also have. So, um, Yeah, just to to check out the the TV lineups, at least hit me up again. I can get you the link. And with that said, let's move on to our parting thoughts. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, NBA news. Uh, So since we last spoke, the NBA did confirm that the All-Star game will be held On March 7th, um, LeBron and Giannis both said that they don't understand. And it seems interesting. The NBA didn't have any response to that. (laughs) So whatever. Um, Dennis Smith was... Or Dennis Smith Jr., I'm sorry, was traded to the Detroit Pistons for Derrick Rose. Uh, So Dennis Smith will get a fresh start in Detroit. I, I like that move for him. I don't understand why... The Knicks wanted Derrick Rose, but whatever. Um, Third story, Terry, Tyrell Terry was assigned to the G League. I don't believe I got to say that in the last episode. Um, He will not be with the other two rookies who are going to be with Long Island. He's actually going to play for Memphis. Um, The Hustle tweeted a video out today where it appeared that he was going off in a scrimmage. So that's that's exciting. Uh, Definitely going to try to check them out when I get the opportunity. Uh, Fourth story is there are rumors that Kyle Lowry may be available in a trade. We've been talking about a secondary playmaker. I think that he will fit the bill and also as a veteran with a championship pedigree. So be interesting to see if the Mavs get involved in the Kyle Lowry uh, situation if he is indeed available to be had via trade. Um, It also would be interesting because I could see Jalen Brunson being a part of any such trade. And if you have paid any attention to me, you know that I have said that Jalen Brunson is a Kyle Lowry starter pack for a while now. So that that that's interesting to watch. Uh we'll see. I'm 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 in on that trade. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Um it will probably be like one of our expirings in Brunson or something like that. So we'll see how that goes. Um Drew Holiday was pulled from tonight's game right before tip due to health protocols. No details yet about any contact tracing issues. It seems like everybody else was available for the Bucks so Uh, We'll see if he ended up with a positive test or if there was something else that happened here. Um, The Pacers assistant, Bill Baino, resigned today for personal reasons I'm not going to go deep into, but he did have some losses in his family due to COVID. Um, He had already been on a leave of absence, and now it's just officially a a resignation. Um, So we definitely will keep him in our thoughts and prayers in the meantime. Um, hopefully he's able to come back eventually, uh, but can only imagine what he's going through. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Giannis were named the players of the week this past week. Uh, happy for Swiper, Giannis. That's just another day in the, or another week in the books for him. Uh, but Fox, that's, that's pretty huge for him to, to get a player of the week. So awesome. Noah Vonley signed a deal with the Nets. We know that they're on the hunt for big bodies. I would say he kind of fits that bill. Not really uh, above the rim rim protector type, but uh, somebody that can can bang with big body guys. So um, happy for Vonley and hopefully for the Nets that ends up working out for them. Uh, speaking of young, tall men, Lori Markkinen is going to be out two to four weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, he's already been in and out with some issues. I believe he had COVID at one point. So another month almost lost there is going to be rough for the bulls. Uh, you kind of have to feel for Levine and the, the rest of the guys that have been fighting and trying to keep that team close to the playoffs. Uh, and then finally the Atlanta Hawks will be naming their media room, the Sekou Smith press room in honor of the late Seku Smith, who passed away recently. Um, just a, a good gesture. You have to appreciate that by them. And now, finally, we are off to our parting thoughts of the night. And what would a Bibbs Corner podcast be without something controversial coming out of my lips? <sighs> I have to ask the question is Luca a killer? Does Luca have it in him to be a killer? We know he can be clutch. We we've seen him hit big shots. Can he be a killer? And I bring that up because tonight, like I mentioned, we went up big and Luca relaxed. He didn't see the urgency of the matter that we needed to make sure we put this team away, that we completely demoralized them, and that they weren't able to come back. He relaxed. We coasted for a very long time. We kept the lead between 15 and 20 for a very long time. And then eventually they went, got hot, and cut the lead down to three. And so, again, Luca's young. He's going to make mistakes. These are going to be learning experiences. But is he a killer now? I don't think so. I think that that is something that he needs to develop. I also blame Rick for kind of putting us in that situation. Because if he had taken him seriously also, Luca would not have had the opportunity to not do so. So, again, I blame Rick. I... I Question Luca, just because I I have to, and he's he's the leader now, and he has to lead by example. Now I also mentioned earlier that Porzingis did continue to fight during that time period, which I again appreciate. But it was a little bit disappointing to see Luca get into happy go lucky. I'm gonna just throw up random shots mode just because we had a, a, a pretty solid lead. Um, we don't know if we're going to have an opportunity like this again where we're up big on a team like this. I was hoping, I, I this, these were my thoughts before the game, was like, look, this is a team we should blow out. If we go up big, I want to see us put this team away early and let our bench play in the fourth quarter. Did I expect that to happen? No. I expected exactly what happened tonight to happen. Maybe not us get out so big, but for us to have a lead for most of the game and then blow it late. This team should not be that predictable, but they are. So as we move forward, uh, our next game is against the Hawks. Uh, They actually are going to be definitely without DeAndre Hunter due to a meniscus issue. He had a debridement procedure. Uh, He'll be out at least another two weeks was one of the news stories I was going to add, but I just decided to make it part of my preview. So the Hawks, you know, we survived them last time. Um, They're going to come out knowing or knowing what to expect. Sort of, we kind of caught them off guard by trapping Luca or not Luca, Jesus Christ, by trapping Trey Young in the early part of the game. It took them a little while to adjust to that. So we'll see if they do that again. I expect that Rick is going to mix it up this this time. We'll see. But, um, again, that strategy is not going to work. Again, most likely, they'll be more prepared for it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, it feels like a trap game for this team because this team doesn't get up the same way for a different every opponent. So, uh, again, I, I don't enjoy being negative. I just... I just observe and I react to what I observe and this is what I observe. So I would like for this team to get serious. I would like for this team to buckle down and go out and whoop somebody's ass. But that is not what we look like right now. We don't look like that team. So until next time, folks, (laughs) peace.